0: Welcome to California School News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Good day to you. This is California School News Radio, the voice of education in California. Every week, we bring you newsmakers from the world of education to discuss what's going right in our schools from the perspective of administrators, teachers, students, parents, and community members. I am Kevin Osmus from VMA Communications, and not with me today is my colleague and co-host Drew Schlossberg. He's out this week, but he'll be back next week. Uh, Before we start today, I'd like to remind everyone there are many places you can go to find the California School News Radio podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and also on the California School News Report website at caschoolnews.net. Please go to your favorite podcast provider and click the subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. And if you like what you hear, please... Tell a friend. Today we go to Baldwin Park Unified School District and Sierra Vista High School, where students are learning the ABCs of film production through the school's video production career technical education pathway. From camera positioning to editing to student produced news programs, Sierra Vista film students are learning skills that require collaboration and creativity, as well as technical expertise and intuition and can lead to lucrative jobs in the future. For now, the kids are having fun. And with us today to talk about the program is Sierra Vista high visual arts teacher, Jenna Guerrero. How you doing today, Jenna?
1: I'm doing great and very happy to be here to talk about our program.
0: Oh, well, it's an honor to have you on the program. And also with us is Sierra Vista Class of 2021 graduate and current visual and performing arts tutor at Sierra Vista, Genesis Alvarado. How are you doing today, Genesis?
2: I'm doing good, thank you.
0: Welcome to California School News Radio to you. Now, in talking to Genesis, uh, uh, who's a former uh, video production student of yours, Jenna, I know that she still refers to you as Ms. G. So I am also going to uh, refer to you as Ms. G during this interview today. So that we're all on the same page in that way. So Ms. G, you have a great story. You grew up in Baldwin Park. Uh, In high school, you walked into an art class and realized, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to teach art. Uh, You also found a passion for digital media and video production, and here you are today at Sierra Vista, teaching all of these subjects and leading a CTA pathway uh, with a capstone course. Uh, It's quite an impressive journey for a kid from the neighborhood. Uh, From all reports, your students love you and are consistently doing great work under your guidance. So let's talk a little bit about the program now and, and, and what your students are learning.
1: All right, so we have a, a two course pathway, starting with video production one which is geared towards beginners and we cover the basics of uh, basics of cinematography. The whole production process of starting with pre production to filming to post production and editing in adobe premiere so that's our beginning level class. And uh, for students who enjoy the class and want to learn more, they will return for video production too, where we go a little bit more into like multi-camera production, where we produce our own new show. It's called Sierra Vision. We started it about five years ago, and it's still going strong.
0: Yes, yeah, Sierra Vision. Uh, I, I caught one of the episodes just the other day. That That is pretty cool. Uh, you, you know, you got the kids just out there on campus and talking to everybody and it's a great way to to, to bring the school together, isn't it?
1: Definitely. Uh, before we did the show, I had no idea how many things go on in other classrooms because as a teacher, we're kind of stuck to our, our own room and so many things go on that Um, You don't know um, because you can't go to everything. So our show really does a good job of kind of opening the curtain to showing students all the different extracurricular activities we have going on after school or with our sports programs or just highlighting our academic achievements and our, our club events.
0: And it's a great way to get other uh, students that are not in the program on camera and into these shows and, and find out a little bit about them. Because, you know, high schools are a big place you can go four years and not meet everybody in your class. And, you know, and, and something like Sierra vision and, or even just a, a production class brings these people together. And he's like, wait a minute. I, I, I know that person. I, you know, I did, I did something with it back in elementary school with that person. I kind of knew them. Uh, uh, so, and it's kind of talk about that, the, the, the bringing the, 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 students together, because in a film production class, obviously you're just going to have people with all kinds of different ideas and they're all going to be great. They all have to work together too, don't they? For
1: sure yeah, we do a lot of working groups, a lot of interacting, and it, it's a, it's a great way for them to learn communication skills and, um, interacting with people that they may not talk to on a daily basis and just problem solving together. That's a big part of it.
0: Yeah. I love the problem solving part. Uh, Genesis, you also grew up in Baldwin park and, um, uh, your time at Sierra Vista coincided with the pandemic, so it was a tough go for you and your classmates, but the, the, the skills that you learned in digital arts and in Ms. G's video production class and, 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 and participation in the dual language club, uh, you got through it, graduated, found work consolidating all of your skills, and, and now you are back at Sierra Vista, lending your experience and knowledge to uh, the class as a VAPA tour, tutor. Uh, so what does that feel like? I mean, it it just seems to me that you're also, uh, tutoring people that your classmates only just a couple of years ago.
2: Uh, yes, it's a little bit of a weird experience. I do recognize a couple of faces from a friend or two in a grade lower than me. Um, and it is very weird to walk campus grounds, um, and not see any of my friends or any kids in my grade. Um, but it really is an amazing experience to come back and, um, you know, work with Miss G, and then work with other students, because um, I get to, you know, help others out with, um, with film, you know, I really have a passion for that. And um, it's just a great experience uh, to be able to help others and to help uh, the teachers as well. um, Because I help Miss Guerrero, and then I help uh, Miss Nelson, which is the digital arts teacher. Um, And I I mean, I've been learning a lot, too. So it's been a really great experience to be able to come back um, to my old high school, you know, it's a great job, I'd say.
0: And in Ms. G's class, what was it about her uh, her class and, and her teaching style that really drew you in?
2: Um, it was just how passionate she was about film. It always looked really interesting. I wanted to take the class um, because I knew that um, one of her two classes did do that um, Sierra Vision, and I wanted to be part of that. Um, and she just She makes uh, every assignment interesting. It's everything that I feel like, you know, we should be learning. You know, we start with the basics when you first um, get into the class with learning how to write a script or how to edit videos. Um, And she's always coming up with new ways to um, get students engaged or get students out in the field. And I really admire that. Um, And it just makes the class a lot more fun, I'd say.
0: Well, this is a question for both of you then. Uh, Genesis, you can can lead off, but uh, during... The pandemic, when everything was suddenly thrown online, and I, and I believe that that must have been a period where you weren't able to do the Sierra Vision, uh, and I I think that was a disappointment to you. But uh, Ms. G came up with some other things to do, didn't she, uh, to uh, make the 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 class exciting and uh, still a, allow everybody to learn what they they needed to learn in the class.
2: Yeah, um, I was really bummed. I mean, COVID in general took away, I think, like the most two important years of my high school life, you know, junior and senior year. But, um, you know, my, my senior year was filled with a lot of electives. And for video two in particular, um, despite not being able to do this vision, um, we did some sort of variation of that where we recorded ourselves. We picked, I guess, uh, a news topic and we went off of that. So she helped us through um, that that process of editing um, on a new software also, uh, which is much more difficult I'd say than the usual um, process that we're used to at school. but just from the different projects, you know she was easy she easily translated everything. Um, I know it wasn't easy, but she made it look easy because the assignments were um, well equipped well equipped uh, to you know, do at home. So like, I think my favorite assignment was the this vlog assignment. And you know, you, you go around and record yourself with your family. And she just had a she just had really fun assignments, I'd say.
0: Well, Ms. G, that's uh, that's quite a testimonial. <laughs> uh, and, and let's kind of go back. I mean, it's a dark period. We really don't want to go back there. But let's kind of go back. And because you're one of the, you know, just the, the, the tens of thousands of teachers that were forced to pivot your lesson plans in that time. And especially in a class like yours that, well, honestly, the kids are used to being, either out in the field doing things or in a room together uh, working on projects. And you had to put your thinking cap on very quickly and come up with these uh, new ideas. So how did you do that? What was, uh, what were you thinking about at the time?
1: Yeah, the COVID year was a huge challenge because most of the projects and activities that we would have did um, only worked in person. So we did have to make a lot of changes. Um, one of the things we did instead of in, in in lieu of Sierra Vision was we did the SV stories, which was what Genesis was talking about a little bit earlier. Um, and so students kind of acted as a single news reporter. They got to choose a topic. They um, researched it. They came up with interview questions. They had to find someone to interview. They had to capture B-roll footage any way that they could. Um, and uh, create an edit that we did share through YouTube and Instagram because social media was a big way to connect to people over COVID, you know, when all you could do was watch something on a screen from your own room or your own house, social media really helped out with that. And uh, through the years, sorry, through that year, there were a couple of events that did come up because although we were all stuck at home, things were still happening at school. Like our sports continued to happen. Our ASB group continued to meet, you know, every once in a while and try to do some events. And so I was actually able to bring some of the kids to campus uh, to film those things. Like for example, the senior sunrise, which is a tradition where seniors come together to watch the sunrise. Um, It's usually held in the first or second week of August and uh, they couldn't do it in person. So it was like a drive-through experience, but I got the okay to bring a small group of students and for us to use the equipment. And so we came and filmed a a recap video and shared it through Instagram. And uh, another example was um, we started live streaming, which is something that we had never did before, but there was a huge need for it. And it was actually the athletic director who reached out to me and said, we're having our first football game of the season. And this was in March, you know, football season is usually in August, but this was in March because everything got off track that year. And she said, we wanna live stream, it. Is that possible? And I said, well, we've, we've never done live streaming. I, I didn't have it in the curriculum at the t- time, but there was a huge need. So I said, okay, let's figure this out. I, I know we have the pieces to put it together, so we did and we were able to live stream our first football game, which, is, which was a big hit with our community. Um, a lot of people tuned in. We got a lot of views, a lot of likes. And so that was really fun. So we continued that and we actually live streamed the graduation as well. And uh, we got to share those moments with people. So good things actually came out of the COVID year. You know, thing, it forced us to try new things and it, it just made the program even stronger.
0: Well, you said a couple of things there. First, a big hit with the community. Uh, That's always a good thing to hear, (laughs) no matter what you're doing. Uh, And live streaming, that is tricky. That is not the easiest thing in the world to accomplish, uh, even in the best of conditions. And quite often, uh, as you know, when you you say the words learning to pivot, uh, that is uh, something that filmmakers have to do with virtually every project uh and and then something as much of a, a live stream uh genesis were you involved in any of the live streaming any of those any of those uh events like the the senior sunrise anything like that
2: um for the senior sunrise i wasn't a part of the live streaming group i did go with my dad and i recorded a couple clips um that i think were used in like a recap video uh, but i did attend a live stream for uh, basketball game which was really fun I think I went with my sister there was a big crowd of us there kind of huddled in the back by the bleachers and we had all of our equipment set up um, I'd say the best part was being able to move these huge cameras around that you'd see like at an actual uh, what is it based not baseball basketball game uh, so yeah I went to one um, but it just with that one experience was really great it was really fun
0: Hey, did you have the, when you're the, the people that were holding the camera, did you have the guy behind him with the, with the cable? Pulling the um, cable? No,
2: it was, it was on the tripod. Um, So okay. it was like awkwardly set up on the bleacher to get like a high angle. Um, But yeah, we were supposed to, Um, there was actually someone on the ground level that was flipping between two, sep- two different cameras that we had. One was set like on the right side, one was set on the left, the left side. So like you always had to be, um, Paying attention to the game because you never knew if your camera was going to be on, uh, was the one that was going to be recorded. Um, So, no, we didn't have that set up, but it was, uh, it was still tricky with the bleachers in the way.
0: And you're just learning stuff like right there on the spot. And, uh, and Ms. G, uh, you know how valuable that experience can be because, you know, Uh, Filmmaking is in much demand. Uh, Many companies now uh, like to uh, have their own teams and put together marketing videos and and other types of videos. So so what the kids are learning here are are, are really uh, uh, career skills that they could uh, turn into a lucrative uh, job later on.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Um, The online video marketing business is booming and and I only see it getting bigger. So if these if these students have the skills to put together a production and they can, you know, they can do it all on their own, you know, they can plan it, they can script it, they can film it, they can edit it, and they can distribute it or post it Um, that that's those are really valuable skills that translate to many different career fields not just the tv and film industries
0: yeah and and the way that you're doing it you start off with video production one and there you're just learning the basics how to hold a camera and and all these all these various things and and at some point you do get you always wish that you can work with the team but if it comes to the point where you can't then your students already uh know how to use that editing software and they they uh and if they have to jump in front of the camera they kind of know how to do that too uh or if they need to direct somebody behind the scenes um and that kind of leads me to the next question is how when you're working with teams and who decides who directs, who decides who uh, are in the various positions. Cause I can imagine if uh, my experience in the theater department is any indication, you know, there's people always just, you know, fighting each other for roles and the starring role and everything. What's it like at a a video production class? Did you find the same thing, Jenna? And also uh, uh, and Genesis, I'll have you answer too, but Ms. G.
1: Yeah, the way we do it, um, I, I always have the students plan a project or brainstorm a project individually first because I want them to come up with their own ideas. Then our next step is let's get into groups and let's discuss. So everybody contribute a couple of ideas, you guys talk amongst yourselves and ultimately let's narrow it down to some options. So we brainstorm, we group up, we discuss, we narrow down some options. And then I say, okay, we, we got we to gotta choose one. So we get into groups, uh, they discuss it. They, if they have a hard time choosing a, a single topic or a single angle to go to, then I help them out. And um, the way we do it is I say, okay, if we chose your idea, you are the director because you came up with it. You have the vision for it. You're gonna take on that role. So once we have our director set, I say, okay. well, part of the job of being a director is let's let's figure out the rest of the cast and crew. So who do you want to cast as the actor or the subject? And then from there, okay, who's going to do our camera? All right. And then who's going to be our maybe our production assistant on the side? And so that's usually how it works out.
0: And then genesis how many of these types of projects were you involved in were you uh act as a director at any time did you have to make those tough choices who to cast who to, you know which, which one of your friends were unfortunately gonna have to be left on the sideline anything like that
2: uh, well uh we mostly did those type of skit projects in the beginning or really just the junior year obviously before COVID happened um but i found myself my videos or i'm sorry my ideas were the ones that we were usually picked um and we get into groups of four for the most part maybe five sometimes um and within those that group of four two of them in my group were my best friends so we never had any problems Um and i had another classmate that i was um, friends with who was always pretty much fine with where with whatever role she got uh, but for the most part one person was the director uh one person was the Um, camera operator slash boom person or like the boom mic right whoever was in charge of that and then whoever was left um whether it be one person or two uh they'd just be the actors so um no it wasn't really it wasn't hard you know we all kind of knew not that we knew our place but it wasn't very it wasn't very hard to um choose who gets what
0: that's always best see and so when you're working with the same team then i guess that that's another uh uh point in favor of of working and, and learning how to collaborate uh, with your peers now you were best friends I'd like to know uh, maybe one or two of the of the ideas that did get turned into productions for you what what, what were you pitching and, and and what were some of these videos about
2: um, I have to dig back in my memory. I remember one of them um, probably like one of the last not well maybe the project before the last project was a skit where we had to um, come up with an idea um, about this sticky note that somebody randomly finds, let's say on their locker. And it says, um, it has like a kind of like threatening message like I'm watching you or something. And we had to come up with a short story centered around that. So my whole, (laughs) my idea was, you know, what if there's some, you know, beef between these two girls because they wanted to be in some sort of leadership position for a club or something um it feels so long ago i really can't remember and then another one that was the last project we were working on until covid was a documentary and i suggested that while that one wasn't a skit my idea was picked and um it was about a a documentary which was the assignment um but i had thought up of you know what if we interview different kinds of artists so artist is like a general you know term so that can be like somebody who's a filmmaker or uh, music Maker, uh, or music mixer, or a dancer, an artist, anything like that, Um, and yeah, so it was uh, you know just small little things that I wish I could remember, but um, yeah, it was it was really fun to be able to think of something and then put that into you know something visual.
0: And have you been, and then after graduating, and uh, in between the time that you graduated and came back as as tutor, were you still working on any any video projects at all? You do any of that in your spare time?
2: Um, I do. I don't really have that good of a video editor. Um, I think I'm borrowing some sort of account from my cousin because he's really into film. Um, but the last project that I worked on was actually a video for my sister, um, because it was her 16th birthday and we had like this, it was supposed to be her 15th, um, like or her quinceanera, right? Uh, but you know, with COVID, we had to push it back a year for her 16th. So we had a nice big celebration outside in our backyard. We had a nice big, um, like a screen propped up in, in our backyard. And I made her a video. Um, so again, you know, video one and video two class, uh, it really came into, um, it, it really helped me out because I, you know, was able to use those skills and, um, you know, put that into, into motion. So yeah, I, that's the only video though. I wouldn't say I've made anything else. Um, but you know, even though it was one, it was really special and it was really fun to make.
0: Yeah. And, you know, when you do stuff for family, that's always, you know, you'll be, you'll be looking at that again for, for years and years to come. Everybody be smiling. Yes, I remember when Genesis did that. She's so wonderful. Now she's teaching at Sierra Vista High again, <laughs> uh, something like that. Um, you mentioned documentaries and uh If you go to the Sierra Vista High School uh, TV production webpage, you're going to find a wonderful video that Ms. G has uh, put together. Um, And in the middle of that video, I noticed there was a, I guess it's a more recent documentary film project by one of your students, Isabel Morales, uh, about the Sierra Vista uh, percussion ensemble. I wanted to talk about that because it is a uh, an amazing video and uh just these percussion ensembles they're big uh they have a lot of kids a lot of instruments and just some of the camera positioning and the editing uh i really thought was terrific and really and and and, and what an ensemble it is you know these kids with their masks and everything and and all that they're doing uh that's that should be highlighted. Uh, again, but I kind of talk about that and because and, uh, it just seems like uh, Isabel really uh, uh, used a lot of her best skills to put something like that together.
1: Yeah, so we do a documentary project where I, I really tell students find a topic or a subject that you're really passionate about um, because you're gonna be working on this for a long time. You're gonna be deep diving into it, planning it, researching it, filming it. You're gonna spend so much time with it that it needs to be something that you love, that you're passionate about, or that you're just interested in learning more about. And so she was a part of our percussion group. And I'm so glad that she chose to do it on this particular group because we don't get to see a lot of them. Most of their performances occur off campus. So, it needed a it definitely needed a spotlight for it and she did a great job narrating the entire thing and, and including her voice into it. it just made it so much more personal. And she spent a lot of time just collecting b roll footage that was a big part of it is you know going to the practices going to the rehearsals talking to people behind the scenes, so she captured a great amount of b roll footage. She developed some interview questions where she could get the insights from the group members, and she pieced it all together really beautifully with, you know, great music, great editing, great transitions, titles. She just put so much detail into it, and that that just that made it what it was. The amount of detail.
0: Oh yeah, and um, I guess at the end, um, and and the percussion ensemble itself is an award-winning ensemble and so she has the 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 footage in there of them winning the award which i think is just great you know you get to see the kids come up and 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 get their props as it as it were um i want to transition just a little bit because uh, this is something that uh is so essential to cte programs i kind of want to talk just about cte in general now uh it's it's a it's an it's not a new idea, but it's one that is, is taking, uh, uh, evolving at a rapid pace at, at high schools everywhere. And certainly at Sierra Vista, you have several a great pathway at, uh, at Sierra Vista. As several weeks ago, we had your colleagues from Baldwin Park High on talk about some of their, pathways and there's this thing called the strong workforce grant and the strong workforce grant uh, is something that probably hardly anybody knows about but uh, without it you wouldn't have genesis there to help uh out, out in the classroom so uh vizji talk a little bit about the strong workforce grant and and why it is so important to a tv production class like yourselves and other cte pathways
1: so the strong workforce grant um came to us from our school district, and it's just really helped us expand our programs. So it's, it's enabled us to do professional development where we can go into our curriculum, we can update it, we can modify it, we can add to it. Um, It allows us to research articulation agreements with uh, community colleges. It allowed us to um, explore the idea of having work-based learning type of programs. And lastly, it, they had a, a category of funding that was for certificated positions. And so w- the fellow CTE teachers, we got together and brainstormed and said, well, maybe we can hire some alumni from our programs to come back into the classroom And provide tutoring assistance, provide teacher assistance, and um, it was a great idea and it's been working out. I have Genesis with me two days a week. And she helps, you know, whether it might be um, assisting the students in Adobe Premiere or looking over their work and providing feedback or giving them some guidance or direction on how to film something. It's been very, very helpful.
0: And then Genesis, when you're doing this, when you're you know you're looking over their shoulders uh, of these kids, uh, how do they how do they react to you? Are they they recognize you as someone who uh, from the neighborhood uh, that they they can look up to? Uh, could and should listen to.
2: Um, it's definitely been an experience. I'd say with this being my first year, um, I don't think I'm as assertive as I should be. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's just, it's kind of weird because I, in a way, I kind of see myself um, not as a student, but like, you know, I'm only a year or so older than them. Um, So I have to get used to the fact that, well, I'm not a student, I'm an employee here, you know, I'm a a teacher's aide or a tutor. Um, But when I do help them out, you know, they are um, really respectful um, because I do, you know, sit at, you know, essentially the teacher's desk. Um, So, you know, it is, it's, it's interesting, I'd say. Um, But hopefully, you know, if I get to come back um, each year, I'll be able to um, it'll get easier for me to just come up to a student and ask what they're doing. Uh, Because right now they have to raise their hand for me to go and and see if they need help. Uh, But in the times that I have helped, you know, whether it be um, me helping them in Adobe Premiere or um, outside in the field with like a camera, you know, it's been a great experience because then I get to pass on what I've learned, you know, and it kind of makes me feel good because now I know what I'm talking about, you know. Um, but it's, it's been a, it's been a a nice, interesting experience.
0: Well, I, I admire that quality in you because I talk and I just don't not know what I'm talking about, like at any time. And so, uh, (laughs) (laughs) so whether I'm you know, doing a podcast or talking with clients. A lot of times they look at me and say, Kevin, come on. What, what are you really trying to get out there? Um, you also, but it, it, in TV production is not the only class that you're helping to tutor in. Uh, you mentioned that you are also uh, tutoring in digital arts. And so uh, what are you doing in that class? And, and why is that class cool?
2: So that class is, um, I took the digital one class my senior year as well. Um, Of course, that was online on WebEx. Um, We usually what that class is, is that they will digitally manipulate photos. or create their own artwork on uh, what is it not? um, Oh, Photoshop. That's what it is, Uh, because we used a different version of it, which was an online version called Photopea. uh, But it was really similar to Photoshop. Um, But in that class, it I really um, I mostly help um, Miss Nelson, the teacher, just because um, digital arts isn't my strong area. And she also has two other, um, not tutors, but actual teacher aides. I think that's what you call them. Um, they're working to be teachers one day as well, so they need to get their hours in. So I sort of take a, a step back in that class and let them kind of um, work with the students uh, because there's you know, so many of us and I think Miss Nelson walks around as well. Um, so I mostly help Ms. Nelson in um, other activities. Um, she really wants me to learn how to use some of the technology So that if students have a question, um, I'll be the expert that they can go to. So right now, you know, again, it's the first year, I'm still learning how to navigate her classroom, how to use all of our technology so that um, if I come back next year, um, then I'll be able to, or those students can be redirected to me um, and don't have to bother, not bother, but don't have to go up to the teacher all the time uh, because I'll be there to help them.
0: And again, graphic arts, uh, so many careers uh, that, career paths that you can take that way i mean here at vma we have graphic artists and we have filmographers and they they, they are the elite group here at, at vma and they do uh just a, a tremendous amount of great work here uh and so i mean we we, we would hope that sierra vista will also be uh, turning out some some very fine uh, talent when they when they graduate and uh start going into the into the workforce, uh, Ms. G. I want to I want to go back and and kind of uh, go back a little bit in your career because you started out as an art teacher. And uh, when, I, when I started watching your video that you had on the homepage, you start out in your art class and it looked like such a fun place. You know, my wife is an artist. We have a little studio in our, in our house and it just, you, you go in there and you see the paintbrushes and the canvases, you know, and it's all cluttery, but it makes you so relaxed and, and puts you in such a, a good mood. Kind of talk about the art class a little bit, because I, I know that's your passion as well.
1: Yeah, that's, um, that's how I started. I got hired um, to, to teach art one the beginning class here. And so traditional arts is, it's different from digital art. It's um, You're face to face with students. It's, it's a little messy. It's a little chaotic at times. Um, but it's, it's really great. I mean, when I was in high school, it was the one class I looked forward to every single day. I only got to spend an hour in there, but I wished I could spend six hours in there. And so um, I had a, an art teacher my junior year who I really looked up to. And one day the thought just occurred to me. I said, wow, she has a great job. She gets to do this all day. She gets to stay in the art room all day. She gets to make art all day with the students. She gets to you know, look at their work, help them out. And I said, that's what I wanna do. And so ever since then, you know, that was my career path that I took. Um, So I I do love it. I teach it in the morning. And um, by brunch time, I come over to the computer lab and I spend the rest of the day doing video production
0: what a great way to spend your morning, huh? <laughs> Teaching art.
1: It wakes now now I want to be
0: an art teacher. Okay. <laughs> I want to, I'm just going to chuck it all. And just, uh, of course, I don't know the first thing about art. Uh, but uh, so you must have, uh, you must have a portfolio of your own though, of your own art though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, 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 what is your favorite type of art to create on your, on your own? And uh, have you shown anywhere? Have you ever had any exhibits and
1: no, I haven't shown anywhere. I mean, besides my college university, Cal State Fullerton, you know, mm-hmm. they they do a oh, They've got a great art program show. there at Cal
0: State Fullerton. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they do. Um, my favorite medium, one of my favorite mediums is charcoal. It's, it's really messy, uh, but I just, I love working with it. I think charcoal artwork is just so beautiful.
0: Okay. And what, do you do like portraits or landscapes or anything like that?
1: A little bit of everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah okay well uh i think that you i I think that we have to have if drew schlossberg was here we would insist that you uh put together an exhibit so that we could come see the art as well and then and then genesis you know it it seems to me that probably you have some some artwork that you might be you know hiding or you know uh uh, too modest to share but what what do you what do you like working on
2: um (laughs) i i I'm not sure. I mean, I've liked art all my life. I mostly just sketch Um, whatever I see. I'm not a type of person to really draw landscapes, although I'd like to try. Um, But usually I'll just paint. Um, I like to take um, like stills or like pictures from movies and try to kind of um, I have an iPad. So I'll paint on there and I like to kind of try to replicate what I see um, because it helps with um, learning how to draw faces and figures and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I've definitely, it does tie in with, um, you know, being into, um, film cause you know, it's, it's an art and, um, you know, when I'm not drawing, I'm recording, not necessarily to put it into a video, but just because like, I just, you know, I have to have a you know camera in my, in my hand. Um, so I don't forget that moment.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Are, are you familiar with the artist, David Hockney? He is. Um, like- I
2: don't think I am. No.
0: Well, he's a British artist and I believe he's still with us. Uh, he uh, did a lot of famous uh, paintings of uh, Southern California, uh, rich lifestyle back in the day. They're they're all very iconic and he's an icon in the painting world, but he started uh, using an iPad almost the moment it came out and was painting, been painting exclusively on an iPad for, for 10 years. So you were, you are right there with David Hockney on the, on, on, on the painting thing. So, um, You know, all of that is, uh, and then another question this kind of leads to is, is art is very fun. uh, And it kind of, sometimes it gets a little bit disregarded, you know, certainly it's not something that your parents want you to grow up to be. It's like, oh, please don't want to be an artist, you know, uh, but uh, it is something also that when you learn the basics of art, the problem solving, the the, the collaboration, all of these different things lead into other subjects in school uh, that, and well they lead into the other other th- parts of the school and are, are very useful in mastering those subjects as well and and that's the part of of art that doesn't that seems to get lost to a lot of people is these skills transfer to other areas and then so Ms. g uh maybe you can elaborate better than than i am saying but have you seen that with with your kids uh taking these skills in other classes
1: oh yeah i think one of the one of the hardest things is um creativity and so you know in art it's like well we're creating on a daily basis and so they're actually exercising that skill all the time and every project that that's presented to them has some sort of problem that they have to learn how to solve and it has to be solved in a creative way and so that skill, I mean, that's going to translate, you know, and it's, it's going to help them when they go off to college and they have projects to do or research papers. And then after when they join the workforce and they work on a team or they work for a company, um, they're going to be solving problems daily. So creativity, I think that's the number one skill um, that we can give our students and just helps them be successful in whatever they choose.
0: Yeah, and then also, and in a film production class, because you you have a couple of different sides. You have the tangible, tangible things like learning how to uh, position a camera and and learning how to edit. And then you have these intangible things which I, I would just uh, describe as the storytelling because somebody has to come up with a story to tell and telling a story is not, it's a unique skill. It's not, it doesn't uh, come naturally to everybody, but it is something uh, that you can at least learn how to do. So how do you, how do you blend? uh, I'll ask Ms. G, I'll ask you this question and then Genesis, please hop in. But so how do you blend the the tangible with the intangible in these classes?
1: Uh, I think the the brainstorming helps and um, we do do a storytelling unit where we, um, we, Watch some featurette videos made by Pixar artists, the animation artists who um, come up with the stories behind Pixar. And it's it's super interesting the way they do it. You know, they sit at a table and they throw out what are called uh, what if statements. That's what they call them. What if this, what if this character encountered this problem. Um, So they really have like a system that they use. Um, They brainstorm, they do the what if statements. Um, and then they generate a story from there, they create a character, they build a a world for the character, and then they throw some obstacles in that character's way, and the rest of the story is, how does that character overcome those obstacles, and how do they transform from the beginning of the story into a a completely different person based on that experience at the end of the story? And so um, we do watch a couple Pixar short films, and kind of talk about the process and the characters that they came up with. And and that does help with the storytelling element because it it is one of the hardest skills for students
0: yeah and then to take that story and figure out how to film it too and that's right. where the intangible the tan, well forget I, I, i've said that word way too many times already um i think i and i've seen some of those pixar shorts too those are uh on disney plus they're, those are fascinating it's it's yeah. always great to see like how the artists do it they're uh, great
1: I, examples yeah
0: I, I i love that so uh genesis how about you how how, how are you on the on the the storytelling uh, uh, side of it? Do you feel you have uh, more tangible skills or, or more intangible skills, or is a mix of both?
2: Um, it's sort of a mix of both, I'd say. Um, I find myself um, having more trouble coming up with an idea um, because once I have an idea in mind, then it's like, it'll just keep going, you know? And I can envision like um, the shots, you know, like, or um, what the scene looks like, um, and it's really exciting to be able to, um, you know, translate the, the or put words into something visual, um, you know, so it's, I I'd suppose both, you know, it's, it's hard, and it can be a challenge sometimes to think of something, but, you know, once I get going, you know, um, that's how it is, it's great.
1: And uh, one of the things we would we would do uh, before some of the projects to help with the storytelling element is uh, I would give the students journal questions to write about because I kind of want them to try to find something that they've been through. It may be in their past or relate it to like an experience that either they had or their best friend had or their brother, sister, cousin had and then kind of create a story based on that. And so I remember um, Genesis. Genesis, one of her strengths is writing because when I would read like her journal responses or her brainstorming responses, I was just blown away by the the creativity behind the level of writing. And that's another great skill to have as well.
0: And journal writing is not the easiest thing. I've tried it before. And anytime that I've ever looked back at anything that I've written in a journal, I'm like ready to just burn it right there. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's not going into any kind of story. I'll tell you that.
1: <laughs> well, I like journal writing because I feel like there, there's no pressure. You know, it's a journal. Sure, your teacher's going to read. I'm going to read it. You know, but it, it's mostly for you. You know, it's it's a very personal thing. Um, but you know, I'm not grading you on, or I'm not judging you, or you know. So I feel like it's a non-pressure type of writing that really helps with generating the story.
0: Well, we're having a fascinating conversation here, uh, this is California School News Radio, I think I should point that out somewhere along the line, We're California School okay. News Radio, and we're at Baldwin Park Unified School District, uh, talking with Sierra Vista High School visual art teacher Jenna Guerrero, and uh, Sierra Vista High uh, visual and performing arts tutor Genesis Alvarado. Thank you so much for coming on the program today. I see that we've already been talking for about an hour and a half or something like that. It just times slips away uh, when <laughs> when you're when when you're engaged in, in in these great conversations about art and 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 film and all that um, I'm not much sure what else there is to to cover I suppose we can talk about uh, I mean I here, here's a story I have uh, two women that uh, grew up in Baldwin park uh, uh, now teach and tutor at the local high school and are inspiring kids to tell their stories uh, in, In a way that uh, uh, could lead to lucrative jobs in the future that's a pretty good story there will be obstacles along the way but we hope not too many obstacles along the way um i i rather like the you know the the you know comedies that even if there is an obstacle it gets resolved you know comedically instead of something like breaking bad where everything just kind of turns bloody uh, mm-hmm. but um i think this is a very great story so the two women of course obviously our guests jenna guerrero and and, and genesis alvarado uh what is it uh what do you think that the future looks like either uh for the production class or genesis in 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 your future uh what kind of what kind of plans do you have genesis
2: um well hopefully you know um if the budget plays out well i'll be able to come back next year um and continue to help miss guerrero and the students Um, because I do plan on being an elementary school teacher. Um, So while this is, you know, high school students, it still gives me a lot of experience in um, dealing with, um, you know, students and um, also a lot of experience in how teachers, um, you know, navigate their day-to-day lives and their responsibilities and everything. You know, so right now I'm just in college, um, you know, waiting it out. Uh, Hopefully I'm at Mount Sac, um, you know, in my major of early childhood education, I think. And um, I hope to transfer to a four year. I'm not sure where that's going to be yet. Um, But, you know, the only job really that I have in mind is this one. And if any other, you know, instructional aid jobs come along or something else in the district, um, I'd be happy to apply for those and, um, you know, further my experience, my knowledge in you know, the area of education. So I'm really thankful for being able to work with, you know, Miss Guerrero, Miss Nelson and uh, Miss Daniels, who's another um, art teacher. Um, and it's just it's been a really great experience to be able to um, to work alongside them.
0: And we should note that uh, you are a graduate of Ball and Park Unified Dual Immersion Program. Uh, in there oh, since yeah. kindergarten. <laughs> that's another thing that's going to help you get hired at a school, I would imagine, yeah. at some point in your future. Uh, so that's a good advertisement for that. Uh, to talk just a little bit about about that, uh, it's, it's kind of veering off the path here, but uh, dual immersion program. How did that help you uh, during d- through K through twelve? Uh, I
2: I can't believe I forgot about that. Yeah, it was it's, it was such a big part of my life. Um, you know, dual language is something that I was in since kinder. Um, because my mom wanted me to learn Spanish, because my grandparents only speak Spanish, you know, and if I wasn't able to talk to them, then, you know, what's the point of, it just, there'd be such a big barrier between us, so I'm really thankful that she put me in that, you know, and um, I've been fortunate to be part of the dual language program, you know, I had an officer position, um, and so far, it re- I got a certificate um, for biliteracy, I believe, and it really helped me Um, In the workplace, because prior to this job, I worked at a photography studio, uh, which was pretty much retail. I was a photographer uh, slash saleswoman. And um, a lot of the uh, customers there only spoke Spanish. So I was like one of the few employees that was able to translate, you know, like for my manager. um, I remember one time there was like this issue that that had happened between an employee and a customer and they only spoke Spanish and the employee that helped them spoke English so I I had to like I was in the middle and trying to translate everything but um it's really helped me a lot not only you know personally with family but um you know with with people out in in real life especially with with retail so I'm really thankful to have gone through that um it's a great program I I it, it really is yeah it's really helpful.
0: I think it's got to be precious that you're able to talk to your grandparents now and and learn all their stories and and you know find out stuff about your parents that probably they didn't tell you. Um <laughs> <that your> grandparents <laughs> um well uh thank you so much for for coming on the program today. We are hoping that uh you do come back and and, and if you are back next year we're we're going to make sure that we have you back on the on the program because uh, uh we want to kind of track your pro- progress. And and Ms. G what about you? What uh what do you what What do you envision for the for the TV production program? I am going to note right now before you answer that, that you did something unusual a few years ago. Speaking of Mount Sac, uh, that you you took a night class at Mount Sac and 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 enrolled in their beginning video uh, course, kind of just to see what was going on. So what did you learn there? And and because that sounds like a great way to kind of keep up on on the times and the new trends.
1: Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I was teaching video production for a couple years, and I and I was just curious, and I said, I wonder what they teach in the beginning level um, course at a community college. And so Mount SAC is not very far from my home, so they happen to be offering their beginning level class at nights. And so I said, well, that's perfect. I have time that I can teach, and then right after that, I can zoom on over to Mount SAC and take the class. And um, it, was, it was a great experience. They use Adobe Premiere, which I, we use here. And so um, that, was, that was easy for me. <laughs> and uh, they have their own TV studio, which was really cool because we got to go in there and, and go through all the positions of a multi-camera production and try out the different jobs and produce our own little like new segment um, we had to do a final video project in a group, which was which was really fun. Um, I was in a group and we did a horror story and we drove out to uh, Big Bear and filmed in a log cabin and did some special effects makeup. And it was really fun. It was a, it was a good experience. Um, it allowed me to learn a little bit more about lighting because they have their own studio. And and that was one of the, the big units and part of the class. And so that was helpful to me. Um... Yeah, so I kind of took everything that I could from that course and adapted it into the curriculum that I teach here. So I feel that, you know, if students move on from here and they want to continue video production at the college level, that they'll be really prepared and they'll already know most of the stuff.
0: They can step up and be the leaders of the class right away.
1: Yeah, listen
0: sure. when when you did that horror movie film so were you using like chocolate syrup to as blood
1: yep. corn syrup <laughs> yes. and red dye yeah
0: <laughs> i love that i remember just years and years ago texas chainsaw massacre i remember reading about that so how did they do that well they used chocolate syrup they use corn syrup and you know and uh, on film you can't tell the difference. Uh, right. It's like, what a great, and that just proves like just what an, a great illusion a film can be sometimes, you know, with the cutting and just like the, the the you know, the things that you use to, I mean, even if you were doing a radio program, you could like, you know, scramble cellophane and it sounds like, you know, uh, frying eggs and stuff like that. It's it's like really neat, all these, all these tricks you can do. It really does and you know, give your creative you know creativity a chance to 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 blossom uh yeah
1: i think that's um i think that's one of the biggest things that when students take this class maybe they they they're not quite sure what they're going to actually learn but um i think they're they're surprised at what goes on behind the scenes you know of a film or a tv show because what we see on screen is such a small part of it and then there's this huge group of people right on the other side of the camera that are making everything happen. And so it's a really eye-opening experience for students. And I think it helps them gain a, a really big, bigger appreciation for when they go to the movies and they watch their favorite film or a TV show on Netflix. They they know what it takes to make it and to create it. And they just, they appreciate it much more.
0: And Genesis, was that your experience? Uh, that kind of like the behind the scenes, the stuff kind of uh, shock you and blow you away
2: yeah i had no idea what we were going to learn in the class only that it was you know called video production um i'm sure it was going to be something great and it was you know we learned a lot about um what it is to be um behind the scenes of of movies and you know especially that that aspect of of you know the movie industry really fascinates me because again like you mentioned you see movies and it's like this whole facade, you know, because there's so many different things and practical effects or CGI that's going on behind the scenes. So, um, to be able to, you know, learn a little bit about that, um, you know, whether it be actually, you know, holding the camera yourself or watching a couple of videos about how, you know, they do it. Um, it was really great. So yeah, I'd say that was definitely an experience. Um, and it was really fun.
0: Well, this has been quite an experience. and uh, I think, uh, I think that maybe we might have held you a little bit too long. <laughs> I know okay. everybody's uh got things to do. I, I I would just add to that I have just a tiny little bit of experience uh observing reality television and if people really knew it was going behind the scenes there they would just like oh my god no. I really really it's all fake. Oh come on. Uh you know, I, I don't want to blow it for anybody but uh it, that is the uh, was kind of like the most fascinating thing for me. Well, so very good, California School News Radio. Um, we're at the end of the program. I'd to very much like to thank our guest, Jenna Guerrero of Sierra Vista High School in Baldwin Park Unified. The visual arts teacher is doing a tremendous job with the TV and film production pathway. Uh, Genesis Alvarado, who's uh, come back to school uh, to serve as a as a tutor in, in in that class and 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 another class in the digital arts class Uh, we'll give you just uh with a couple minutes left just if you want to give a shout out to anybody uh here at the end of the program Uh, genesis will we'll start with you Uh, if you've got anybody you want to say hi to or give a shout out to at this point
2: Um, at this point you know i think uh, again just miss guerrero miss nelson and miss daniels um because of them i have a job you know that i really really enjoy I did not enjoy much my first job and retail, so this is a big step up I'd say. <laughs> um, you know, and to any other teachers that I had in high school um, the two um, I'm not sure Miss Torres and Miss Kit are two um, important teachers for the dual language program as well as Miss Fleck and Miss Pellegrina, so thank you to them for helping me in, in Spanish. Um, but you know anybody else that's ever taught me. Um, you know, I'd, I'd say thank you to all my teachers. There's so many names that I could say, but it really just in general, um, you know, to the district because, it, it, you know, being here in Baldwin Park, I, you know, I learned Spanish and I learned all of these different things and I had a lot of friends. So I guess also thanks to my mom because she, we we, um, actually didn't live in Baldwin Park. We've always lived like in West Covina um, and Baldwin Park is like a second kind of home, I guess. So if she hadn't worked in the district, I don't think I would have been here. So big shout out to her. So Um, but yeah, you know, just, um, thank you to everybody that I've come across in my life. Um, they've been a big help and it's, it's been great.
0: Well, my prediction is that one day there's going to be a student that says I, that Ms. Alvarado was, uh, uh, I
1: hope so. uh, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Very, very much inspired me. And then Ms. G, how about you? Any, any, any final shout outs for you?
1: Yeah, I want to shout out all my uh, stu all my current video students, uh, my alumni students, Genesis Alvarado for coming back to be a, an awesome pathway tutor, um, my fellow CTE teachers that I work with. They were also my master teachers here, Miss Nelson who does digital arts and Miss Daniels who does photography, and Stacy Merrick, my awesome admin and principal Pratt for all the support.
0: Uh Principal Pratt, good guy, good guy. Yeah. Uh, Well, that's it. Thank you so much for coming on the program. That's uh, California School News Radio uh, for this week. At this time, I'd like to thank Our team here at California School News Radio, uh, our producers and outreach coordinators, Andy Torres and Daniel Paulus, our our engineers, Ad Santel and Andrew Landeros, also Kelly Wynn, Paul Drodes, Jeff Fusterer, they uh, handle our publicity and graphics and so forth, Amanda Nieto, uh, the hardest working education team in communications, and as always, Valerie Martinez of VMA Communications. Uh, Without her, we couldn't do any of this. So uh, thank you to Val for giving us this opportunity to bring you the best stories in education week after week after week. And this is certainly a good one uh, out of Baldwin Park Unified. So that's it for this program. Uh, Hope to see you again uh, next week. Uh, We'll have another good one for you. And until then, stay safe and stay educated. We'll see you next week.